Good morning to my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus at Antioch Baptist Church in Yolanda, Kenya. God bless you. Thank you for this opportunity for us to come together once again. We're continuing our look at Paul's letter to the church at Rome, the most profound book arguably in all of Scripture. We're at chapter 3 of Romans today. So I want to read our verses, and then we will discuss those after we pray. Then what advantage has the Jew, or what is the value of circumcision? Much in every way. To begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. What if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true, though every one were a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness serves to show the righteousness of God, what shall we say? That God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way, Paul said, by no means, for then how could God judge the world? But if through my lie God's truth abounds to his glory, why am I still being condemned as a sinner, and why not do evil that good may come? As some people slanderously charge us with saying, their condemnation is just. What then, are we Jews any better off? Not at all, for we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin, as it is written. None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asp is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their path are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, sent through the law comes knowledge of sin. Lord, help us to see that we all have sinned and fallen short, that we all need your grace. We all need to be born again, born from above, born of the Spirit by putting our faith, and even that faith is a gift from you, in the Lord Jesus Christ, in his finished work. He said from the cross, it is finished, paid in full, sin debt paid off, past, present, and future. Help us to know that the only value is in being in Christ Jesus. There's nothing we can do. There was great blessings in being a Jew because they were given the very word of God and they were God's chosen people. But that value produced nothing toward salvation. We have nothing to add to the finished work of Jesus. 
There's nothing required of us but to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, to confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead. For it is with our, our hearts that we believe and are justified and with our mouths we confess and are saved in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So in our last session, Paul, we ended chapter 2. And again, let us always remember this is a letter, and you can't just read one section out of the letter and know what the letter says and, and know that when Paul wrote this, it wasn't written in chapters and verses. That's something that was added later to, to help us to keep up with scripture and to know how to go to a particular place in scripture so in our last conversation we were looking at how paul said circumcision of the body the removal of foreskin of a male sex uh, genitals does not in and of itself do anything except that which i just stated but that was a sign of a covenant that God made with Abraham. But it says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. So the righteousness of Abraham was not in circumcision, but in his belief in God. So circumcision and being Jewish does have value. It, the value is that the Jews were entrusted with the word of God. And he says, but what if some of them were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullify the faithfulness of God? He says, by no means, certainly not. Uh, let God be true always, though everyone were a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words, O God, and prevail when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness serves to show the righteousness of God, does that mean, why is God going to inflict wrath on us? Why is he coming down on us if what if the bad we're doing is producing good? He's saying, no, that, that's, a, that's a false argument. That may make human sense, but it makes no God sense. We can't do evil so that good may come. Uh, that's what some people were saying the teaching was, but that was not the teaching. And he says they're, they're blaspheming against God. Their condemnation is just. So he then asks the question, what then are the Jews better off? He said, no, not at all. Not in the sense of being right before God. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin, under sin, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one on their own seeks for God. The things of God make no sense to the unregenerated mind, heart, and spirit. Uh, we have all turned aside. We've become worthless. No one does good. God created us, Adam and Eve, but we rejected God by failing to follow 
what God said. We rejected faith in God. God simply told Adam and Eve something that was there for their own good, but they rejected that. And their sin nature has been inherited down through all the generations so that we too have that sin nature. We don't have to be taught to sin. It's in our nature to sin. It's not our nature that is brought before God and righteousness of God. It is the new nature. It is our new birth, our birth from above, our spiritual birth. He says, they all have turned aside together. This is all people apart from Christ. They have become worthless. Their their mouths are full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their path are ruin and misery. And here is what I, I always see is the key. And the way of peace they have not known. They don't know the peace of God that passes all understanding. None of us can know that apart from being saved through the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Up until then, there's no fear of God before our eyes. He says, now we know, verse 19, that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law. The law was not given to save us. The law was given to show us our desperate need for a Savior. No one is justified by works of the law. In Galatians 2.16, I believe it is, it says something like, and we know that by works of the law, no one is justified but through faith in Jesus Christ. He said, so we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, for by works of the law, no one will be justified. In our verses today, in verse 20, he says, for by works of the law, that is by us doing right, quote, end quote, no human being, no human being, none of us will be justified in the sight of God. Since through the law comes knowledge of sin, not the healing from the sin. I've heard it put like this, that that the law is like a speed limit sign. It shows us how we should drive, but nobody is going to be kept safe by the speed limit sign itself. It's only by perfect performance. And how many of us have perfect performance or anything that even faintly resembles it? That would be zero. That would be none. None of us are righteous. As the song says, and it simply reflects Scripture, nothing in our hand we bring. We don't come to God saying, God, look, I've done this or I've done that or I haven't done this and I haven't done that. We don't come with any of those things. We come clinging to the cross of Jesus Christ. We have nothing to plead before God that he should accept us, that he should receive us except the blood of Jesus. God is holy. He can only deal with that which is holy. 
and we are not wholly apart from the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we are holy in Christ Jesus. We become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not through what we've done, not through what we will ever do, not through what we're doing right now, but through faith in Jesus Christ. And that faith also is a gift from God. For it is by grace, a gift from God, that we are saved through faith, and this not of our own doing. It also is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Just as it says, no human will be justified by doing what we believe is right. No one will be justified by works, but only through faith. And that faith also is a gift of God. We've got no ground to stand upon, upon which to brag about anything. We humbly come before the Lord God and say, Nothing in our hand we bring, simply to your cross we cling. We cling simply to the finished work of Jesus. We're, we're building our house on the rock, the rock that is Jesus Christ. Anything else, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Thanks be to God. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us your word to show us that our relationship being reconciled to you is only through faith in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for making a way. And that way, the only way, has a name. The name is Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers and sisters, and I look forward to our next opportunity to visit when we continue our look at Paul's letter to the church at Rome. Lord willing, we will pick up next time with Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 21. God bless you.